0: Welcome, everyone. It's a big one. Welcome to Season 3. The podcast has been running very, very vigilantly the entire year. We are up to Episode 61, and it is the beginning of Season 3. I'm super proud of myself. Special call out to to Becky, who was my co-host for the first, like, 35 episodes. Oh, it's been a journey. I really, really hope that you learn, laugh, and get so much from it. Today's episode is a bombshell. I'm still kind of shaking in my boots that I've decided to share this with you. It's a bombshell from me. I couldn't go through it alone, so I've called upon Sindra. She's co-hosting it with me. You're going to listen with, um, yeah, you're going to want to listen to this one in its entirety. I don't think it's one you're going to be able to get out of the car. Strap yourselves in. Enjoy. okay everyone i have talked up this podcast this podcast is going to drop a bit of a bombshell i've been sitting with this for about six weeks and i'm inviting cindra welcome cindra to the Your say podcast thank you i am
1: so excited
0: I know, right? Cindra doesn't know what I'm about to talk to her about. So I, (laughs) we had Cindra back on episode seven, it was, and we are now up to episode 61. So we've had, we've been busy, right? We've both been busy. You're on the other side of the world. So there's just so much to talk about today. Before we dive into my big bombshell, do you want to give us a bit of an overview of yourself? What's been going on? What's going on in Cindra's world? Because last time we were on we talked all about vulva mapping, anal mapping, um, and you'd, you'd been doing that, but we're kind of like seven months on now. So give us the overview.
1: Yeah. Well, kind of coming back full circle, I suppose, cause I'm coming back to Australia and I'm going to be able to start, uh, in-person vulva mapping sessions again, so which good. I'm really excited about. Um, so yeah, I've been living in Thailand for the last four months and about to kind of slowly make the journey home. Uh, I've just been, in full creative mm. mode i've been like really putting out like some new masterclasses some new containers um creating like lots of free offerings or like low-cost offerings for my audience and just created uh the collab club which you're part an, of amazing, um Let's t- yes.
0: tell everyone about the collab club because i like this was an idea of mine and I just never got there and I'm sure heaps of solo entrepreneurs have had the idea but you pulled it into practice because I am sure there are listeners on the Your Say podcast that are like I just think it's so great for any Volvo owner that's in business so tell us the tell us the tell us the juice
1: Yeah absolutely I actually this dropped in after I had a conversation with another entrepreneur in a similar industry to me and we were like Oh my gosh, it's so hard sometimes being a solo entrepreneur. Like, yeah, we have business coaches or mentors and things like that. However, just having someone that you can call on like day in, day mm. out or once a week or whatever you need and like help, I need support with this. Or, oh my God, can I share this win, this celebration? Mm. Does anyone know X, Y, Z? Can anyone share their experience with this? And it not be in like a business container or something like that that we're kind of all part of separately. I wanted something that was separate for us Mm. as colleagues to collaborate, to just support each other because it's fucking hard. It is. I stare at my computer all day, like especially being in over here, like I don't really talk to anyone aside from my partner. So it's just like, I really want to create a community of people who we, as we move up, like as we excel and expand in mm. our businesses, we can like grow together and totally each other up. And I'm so about like collaboration over competition because 100%. Like, there's enough clients for everyone
0: there is and we've all got our In niche every
1: we, we, we've all got like probably 20
0: 30 overlap but so far everyone's still got their niche and even if we didn't there's there's enough room for you know a couple of hundred thousand sexologists right i mean look at the population of the world like even more right and i found for me whenever i've done a mastermind or a master class because you're paying for a coach to run it number one you're kind of conscious you're still a little bit on your best behavior i think right and yes. sometimes you just want to go fucking instagram's being a cunt today and i do still love it but i just need to get that off my chest and i know like i'm such a team person and i really struggled in this entrepreneur solo space and you know, I had my coach, which obviously then I end up becoming friends and that's how we interacted, etc. But this space for me, we've only been going in it, what, a week and a half? And yeah. like already, like people are just reaching out. Hey, do you know what this is? Have you got a trick to do that? Someone offered, you know, someone asked, Does anyone do branding? I'm like, Yep, I can do that. Yep, great, right, we can do that. You know, we're all like in there just having I asked for some feedback today on, hey, I've got a client that's struggling with this. What's everyone else's thoughts around that? And it's just There's just a real sense of team in there and i love it i think it's awesome um so anyone out there that wants to join it it's colab club go into your insti what's your insti
1: for anyone listening cindra banks banks nice and easy 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 it's just in the link in my bio so yeah i i just think that some people in our industry are like very for themselves and that's Mm. totally okay However, I don't think they realize that by working together, we're going to get to the same place, if not higher, in a more fun way. Mm, Absolutely, no, absolutely, I I agree. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's so much fun in there. And there's other, like, there's other sex coaches, there's other relationship coaches. Like, I'm not the only one in that space. So we all do different things. Like, we all live in different areas. We have different audiences. Like. Mm it's just uh it's so lovely to see everyone just sharing so openly and
0: i think it's awesome And i think you made it super um sorry to interrupt you there you made it super affordable which i think is really key because there's i feel like there's i mean look the cost of coaching and all these things on the internet is a constant discussion point but i think it's only what's the joining price for the month
1: 33 for the regular or 44 for the gold. Yeah, 33.
0: So so. I've gone 44, right? So for less than, so for $11 a week, which is for me a chai and a half, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like already I've picked up business from it. Not that it's about that for me, right? But the reality is, you know, I i felt like i'm coming off a really tough kind of month because i was physically not feeling well but i yeah i can't praise you enough for actually being the person that got off your ass and did it and i think (laughs) you know we want more humans in there like the only prerequisite is that you're a Volvo owner and i was thinking some of the clients that i've picked up that i'm running in one of my programs at the moment there's a couple of them that I haven't yet because it's not right but I will tell them about it because I think that's a way for them to be both in your energy my space and yeah you know you don't always want a coach all the time like at the moment I'm not working with a coach directly and this is filling that void that I need because I kind of needed to go out and sort of stand on my own two feet which I've done so yeah me too yay Mm -hmm. all the way (laughs) all right (laughs) let's get to the bombshell let's Let's get it let's get it let's get it All right, let's go. So I am going to start this story by going slightly backwards. So about eight weeks ago, if you're a regular listener on the podcast, you'll know that I was a host on Enlightenment in the Bedroom. I went along to this night. I wasn't really nervous. Um, It's a night about it's it's kind of adult sex education, and it was a queer night. So I went on in to represent the queer community. And again, everyone that's kind of in my brand and sphere knows that I identify as queer and a lesbian i kind of don't use the label lesbian a lot lately i've sort of moved to saying queer because i just feel like it encompasses everything and i actually really love you know the repositioning of the word so i go along to this night i run the event it's an amazing event and i think at some point in the storytelling that i did and by the way i've done a podcast on this it's about five or six back so if you want to listen to it you can hear it but i talk about my story and the premise of my conversation is around i keep learning that i don't fit in a box right so that's Mm -hmm. the kind of whole premise of i just keep growing as a person and i'm now in love with myself and i now am okay to I want to find when i find a partner i want to go and try polyamorous relationship and all the things all the things that are in your world that you know i've kind of talked about so i think there was a couple of people in the audience at one point there was something thrown out that said is there any straighties in the crowd and i think there was two or three maybe maximum people that put up their hand i kind of thought nothing of it and i'm like you know don't kind of you know don't don't slam it until you try it type thing so that night happened And then it would have been one or two weeks later, I'm down at the Kiva Spa down in Mullumbimby, which is Northern New South Wales, very much the New Byron place to be. So um, Kiva Spa is just, you know, you jump in all the different hot, cold spas, there's saunas, steam rooms, et cetera, it's super lush. So I'm there with a girlfriend doing our thing. I've been trucking along single on and off. I've been single for nearly three years now and haven't been dating all year. I've only had one date this whole year. i'm and i'm there and my girlfriend goes i'm going to go into the sauna and i said no i'm going to give it a miss i'm really happy here i was in the silence bar i might add so i'm sitting in the silence bar just had my head back totally relaxed and this guy comes over i'm I'm not going to use his name even though he wants me to (laughs) (laughs) but i'm not going to use his name so yes i said a guy so this particular guy comes over and he's like oh hey i met you at the enlightenment in the bedroom This is who i am how are you great yeah hey your story really resonated with me now i'm leaning out of the spa and i'm not feeling amazingly comfortable in my physical space skin at the moment i haven't done for a while even though it's not budging so i just need to accept it but i'm leaning over in the spa and he's talking to me all about his life and his business and what he's passionate about and we were close like we were talking with our faces in each other's space i think right and there was this immediate electric energy connection and i would have been maybe 2 or 3 inches away from his face and i can remember thinking i want you to kiss me right and the, all i could think in my head was lean over and kiss me cuz i'm going to kiss you now we're talking in a silence bar so we shouldn't have been talking there was another person behind me and i wouldn't have even known like i wouldn't i would ordinarily go oh we can't talk here let's but I was so fucking mesmerized and almost like every word he said was just, it was just like going into my body and I was two parts in shock and the other part just like, please kiss me, like I'm, I'm going to kiss you back. Now, the truth is I haven't kissed a man for a year and a half and I only kissed him because I wanted a line of cocaine in a, in a disabled toilet, so I'm going to own up to that, right? Which was really, really, and it was also, I might add a good kiss, but... I did it for the wrong reasons so i'm just like what's going on anyway my girlfriend comes back to the spa and goes to get in the spa and he makes a comment because i'd given out a free print of one of my artworks at the event and he goes oh by the way i've got your artwork up at home i still need to get a frame for it. it's really awesome and then as that happens my friend walks up her name's loz and i said oh here's loz now with her boobs right she's in her swimmers getting out so loz goes to get in the spa and I must admit, I noticed this as well. Fuck, he's gonna listen to this. And she, <laughs> <laughs> and she gets in the spa and she's hot as fuck, right? She's 10 years my younger, not that it's about that, but she's hot as fuck. And he doesn't even look at her, right? Like, I'm like, oh, this is lost, and he just keeps talking to me. And we had PTSD in common, and we were talking about all these different, different things. He was telling me all about what he does. And I said, oh, and then someone said, then we came and got into trouble. Someone came around and said, "Oh, hey, this is the silent section." Like the people, I was like, "Oh shit, sorry." He's like, I'm going to go over there. Come and give me a number. Yep, great, cool. Anyway, we get out of the spa. <laughs> my friends like, who the fuck was that? And I'm like, "Oh, that was the." And she goes, "Yeah, I remember him." At the end of the night, he said this, did this because she was there, and I was like, "Oh, I don't really remember him from the night." And I'm just there with his kind of like pale look on my face, and she goes, "Are you all right?" I said, "Um." She goes, "What was going on there?" And I said. I don't know. <laughs> so she's going to then have a shower. And I'm just standing there with like this, I was in shock, right? Because yeah. I was like, what was that? Like, number one, I haven't felt that in a really long time. And I was really confused by it. So I go back to her. She has a shower, she gets out. And she's like, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to go and give him my number. And she's like, just fucking stay, like, see if he wants to go for a beer. Now I don't know anything about him at this point. Right. Other than the, the five minute conversation. I'm like, no, no, I'm with you for the night. I can't do that. I can't do that. And she's like, she's just fucking all over it. She's like, no, go like, this doesn't happen often. I can see it in your, I could see it. I could see the energy. Anyway, we go, we exchange numbers. That's that we go get in the car. I'm just like hair blown back. and i spend the next like few hours just going like what the fuck was that right and we kind of dissect it and full disclosure like go back a couple of years i was pretty discriminative about bisexual people and i'm not proud of that right but before i understood what i now understand I was one of these people. It's like I oh, choose a side, a bit greedy, you know. I fucking hate that I said all that shit, but we grow, we learn, right? And I could not stop thinking about him. And I wasn't just thinking about him in like a, oh, he was amazing. I was like, oh, I just need to be in your in your sphere, right? Like I need to know more about you. You could have touched me. I would have done anything. Can you believe this, Indra?
1: I, I mean, I can believe it. I couldn't. I'm pretty, like, invested in this story, though, because how, like, what were you thinking in that moment? Like, I want to know, like, I were you, like, what the fuck is happening to me? Like, were you? I um... was just, all I could think of was this is the,
0: all. this is what I could think of. I, I was, I was there and all I could think was, lean over and kiss me because this is something really fucking powerful like i could Mm. feel an energy exchange now i've had that same energy exchange once from a girl i've dated but never ever before Mm. that right Mm. i would argue that i didn't even have it with my ex-wife but this was like you know and and i was really grateful that my friend had seen it because i was able to have that validation of like yeah like was that real she was like you could have she's like I could have gotten the spa naked like you know it was just you, you were so up in each other's grill and mm. so look I was pretty fucked up about it and I got back to her house and I was supposed to stay the night and I decided to leave and I went home and I just couldn't stop thinking about him and then I was like questioning and then I was feeling yeah. a little bit like well you're the pillar of the queer community like you've been you're literally making a business and a podcast out of being queer but then I was like but this is what I talk about I don't fit in a box so a few days passed and I text him and we exchanged texts on a few different things and it got to like day three and typical me reading into it right all in my feminine energy like trying to and then i'm like you know i've never met a guy so intuitive and so spiritual and this is the key right this is the bit that i've now unlocked and so i got to a point where i was like you know what i i wasn't thinking he was feeling what i was i was i could i was smart enough to identify this is who he is Whereas I'd never been exposed to it. So I just put it out there and said, look, i got to be honest with you. Like, you've absolutely thrown me for a six. I haven't looked at a man arguably since I was 15. And like, I just, I want to know if you're single, where you're at. Like, I just fucking put it out there, right? (laughs) Because (laughs) I just, I just think I had nothing to lose. Now, in those Mm. moments, I was kind of in the beginning, like, um, feeling a little bit like confused but also desperate for him to want that back and i knew pretty even though i think i knew in my gut stink, he didn't right and i'm gonna come back to this because i've just talked for 10 fucking minutes okay i'm back so i just sort of put it out there and he was great he was so graceful and the, the types of the types of the type of language that he uses oh thank you so much i really received that with love it's such a beautiful thing like i'm really feeling it thank you for sharing with me i kind of feel like he's like a kind of like a male version of bobby a little bit right in terms of that just openness and just that level of engagement maybe not as out there as bob's and the more i talked to him the more i was just feeling it even stronger Right, and he's Mm. like, "Look, I'm I'm not seeing anyone. I'm not interested at the moment. I'm focusing on myself." But I really received that with love, and you know, he was really open and honest because he then said, "Look, maybe it's not about me. Maybe it's that you've never met a male before that's done so much work that relates to your PTSD. That you know, because of your childhood trauma." So he'd obviously heard my whole life story in my talk, right? Mm. And when I heard all that, I kind of received it, but then there was still part of me that was like. Oh yeah, but like I fucking like I wasn't really thinking about the actual sexual part, but I've just wanted to be there, right? To kissing him. And so we've become mates, and this has now been something that we've talked about. And um I'm in his little inner circle now, and I feel like there is a friendship there, right? Which is also fucking wicked because I my best is a um a guy, but he's also gay, God love him. But then I've been sitting with this, well, what the fuck was that, Nikki? Like, and so here I am, Sindra. What the fuck? <laughs> so. It's huge, huge, right? It's so huge. And I haven't talked, I've only talked to three people about it. And now of course I'm telling all my thousands of fucking listeners, because <laughs> this is how I roll. But since then, you know and he he did say to me he said you know how amazing that i've now opened your eyes to potentially half of the population like if that's the purpose of why you know we kind of came into each other's lives and how phenomenal is that uh, and we've since obviously learned a whole lot more about each other and i'm still a bit fixated on him i still think he's really fucking unique and i obviously don't know him intimately but i'm learning a lot about him but since then i've since noticed other men and i don't know whether they were always there or (laughs) am i now like opening up this jar so i don't know what to think or feel i've just sort of put it into a i know i'm attracted to spiritual connection i know that i find the hottest thing on anyone be it like however you know whatever gender they identify as is for me, it's about someone who has done the work and gets it and can have that connection. So that's come out of it, right? Which is great. But like, you know, he's got a penis. So I feel like you're more experienced in this space because you've had a boyfriend and a girlfriend. So can you shed any light or give me any... Anything, I'll take anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can like definitely talk about my experiences, like both in, like quote unquote, coming out, and then in marrying woman, and then in going back to men, and then in being polyamorous. Like I am so similar to you in the way that I don't love boxes. However, you end up putting yourself in a box, even though we say I, know. I don't love boxes, but we end up putting ourselves in boxes, and then. I think the the worst thing about it then is then it's not so much you that's like questioning yourself or no. questioning your choices or what you feel it's like what will other people think when I've done this when I've seen this person when I've now I'm polling now I'm this it's like how are they going to feel and how is yeah. that going to make them feel it's not really about me like I feel like me you and I have done enough work to be like
0: yeah thanks no no you no, you no, you are exactly right because within myself i'm like fucking how cool is this ride nikki like this just is not stopping right just when everyone thinks that they've got me sorted i'm gonna go and throw this out there and i don't feel like i need to label myself and i'm doing a lot of work on all of that right like not labeling but i'm also not in an environment where someone says, so what's your status? Like, I haven't been out into the wild yet, right? (laughs) Um, And I do feel, though, like I am now very clear on what's so important for me. and, And that's the energetics I need, like that is what I crave. And I'm now open to just that, right, which is actually really exciting. Um, It doesn't fit into going on a dating app or anything like that, but I wasn't fitting in that anyway, right? Um, But I did feel a little bit like, oh, but I can't not be in the queer community. Like there was a little bit of shame around it, Um, but I'm happy not being in a box, I think. (laughs) But now I'm one of these people that says,
1: please go. I am not being in a box and then I'll also wear in a box. I know, right? No. So, like, for me, when I – so I was around 23 when I came out. Yep. And I had never really been with women aside from maybe kissing someone in high school, like, just drunk or, like, as a Yeah. Yep. Say, right? So I, I never looked at women. I had no feelings really – I did fantasise about, like, fucking them, and then I was just like, well, everyone probably fantasizes about, yeah. Which, which you know what? I think a lot of people do. I do too. Even straight, even straight. People. I think the um, straighties
0: do too. <laughs>
1: so that was me, and then I became friends with a woman uh, through study, and one day I looked at her and I could just like feel this feeling of like love and attraction, and I was like what the actual fuck I had a boyfriend at the time mm-hmm. uh and I was just like whoa, this can't be right this is not right yeah this can't be right this can't be real I, I don't think this is actually a thing yes and you know like all, yes. all the questions like I think maybe this was just like because I'm bored at, at, in my study and maybe I've just like formed a attraction to her or like Maybe I'm just over my other relationship, and mm. I'm kind of like projecting over here, or so many things. So like for months, I was a 23. I had no tools. I had no yeah, no, none of the none of the reflective things. I just sat on it for months. Yes. Sat on it and sat on it, sat on it, and eventually my boyfriend and I separated anyway. Uh, and then we just her and I just kissed one day, mm. and then I was like, what am I gonna do? Mm. Like, what am I going to do? Like Sindra, just straight woman who like loves men and you know, loves fucking them and whatever. Now like there's this. And at that time I didn't know about bisexuality. I didn't know about pansexuality. I didn't know about anything. Mm. I was just like, oh my God, what the hell is this? Mm. So I can definitely relate to being in that position where you're like, you can feel it in your body and you're like, huh? Yeah. Well, see, this is the thing.
0: Like I do know, but people have often asked me, um, like I didn't come out till I was 31. So people have often said, and I was really vocal, like I've always had a high sex drive. I've always been the person in the group that chats about sex. And, you know, my friends are like, but you loved sex with men. And I've always said, yes, I did. Like I've never said, I hated it, right? I loved it. I just loved having sex with women more but now I'm kind of like or just was I having sex with the wrong people and not that they were wrong but is it just now that I'm a different person right like I'm a deeper person I'm more spiritual I wasn't in my 20s so there's just all of that going on um and it's confronting and exciting but I feel really quite comfortable in it um and I messaged him and was like oh hey I'm gonna do a podcast. Like, he, he will never understand the depth of like how profound that was for me. And well, I think maybe he does. I think I think there was definitely a connection, right? Like we both acknowledge that. But for me, and then there was this other part of me that I wanted to talk to you about. So then there was this other part mm. of me that was like, have I just associated the connection with him immediately sexual because of my own hetero, belief system does that make sense like because i like i don't have any male friends that are straight so like which is kind of what he was saying to me he's like yeah yeah i just don't think you've met someone that's on so you're just assuming that that's there but maybe it's not whereas i've since You know, and then I went across, I was like, well, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna watch some men porn and I'm just gonna, like, I'm gonna taste this whole thing. And (laughs) it felt really foreign. Like the whole thing still feels really foreign. And I can't Mm. really see myself necessarily going out and having a date with a guy, but I know that I really fucking wished he'd kissed me and I would kiss him tomorrow. He could say, come down and let's explore this. And I would be like, fucking on that freeway. so look have you got any words of wisdom for me do i just go with this do i like i don't know like i'm not up for dating right now but yeah i just sit in it
1: what do you think of this concept like i feel like for me the more i've grown I hate saying spiritually. It sounds so wanky. No, I know. I know what you mean though. The more I've grown in my like spiritual maturity Mm -hmm. and um, emotional maturity and just really like love being me and what that is and less boundaries and less confinements to what that is in the world. So the, the more that I've done that, the more that my sexuality and my, ideas around relationships uh, and sex pleasure Mm. things has also expanded alongside that Mm. because i feel the more that you grow with the spiritual side and the the your you side of things you start to let go of attachments to being this or being that or pleasing that person or doing this then the more that you become open to feelings for people or think you know doing things that maybe you would never have considered before because you don't have those constraints in yeah. your mind anymore in your body uh, I don't know I feel like for me anyway that's my experience right like mm. you know being poly like becoming poly and then really being able to shift you know easily in and out of being with women with men with whoever and trying new things sexually as well and mm. with people that I never thought I'd ever be with um and just really owning that mm. has, has really opened alongside my spiritual opening so I wonder if potentially like that is the same yep. for you yeah
0: yeah and I do, I do that really resonates with me because I feel I feel like there's just been so much growth of me even like in the last three years, but then just this year alone, right? Like I think that I was I I'm so comfortable in my own skin. And even me a year and a half ago would have gone, oh, okay, well, like, am I bisexual? Now I've got to come out and say that. And that's gotta look like this. And I've got to tell my mom and no no no. Whereas now, like I'm just like wow like how like I genuinely feel excited and I've now built up such a level of self-confidence that I don't care what other people think um like I dropped a bit of a joke when my mum was here recently she's like oh god that'd be right jump the fence again you know it was a little bit of judgment but I now am so secure with my boundaries and my own relationships that that stuff just doesn't bother me right like I don't care what my school friends would think or anything like that I do feel like you know this year for me was around finding my tribe of people and finding spaces where i feel comfortable and that's still something i'm working on um and sam who runs in Lightroom in the bedroom is running a she's got another event coming up which is kind of you know it's queer related and the people that go there are feeling like my people you know and i'm starting to feel like that that and and i think when i say my people one of the things that i've learned is i'm half here half here half here half here and i'm okay with that and that's probably been the biggest lesson and i've got that from him of just going it's okay right like i'm gonna have a bougie apartment and i want that and i want to drive a nice car but i'm also happy to go and live off the land for three weeks and not talk to anyone and that's okay like it's valid But I think because of the fucking patriarch and because of the way we are conditioned we just think so simplistically and I do think that because I have a voice and I have a podcast I did feel a little bit like again this sounds so fucking wanky but I felt like it was happening to me so that I could have this conversation and share this with other people so that they felt validated because so much of the work I'm doing with clients, social interactions, et cetera, I am supporting and helping people. And, you know, not everyone has the courage like you or I to share so openly. So I did feel like there was a drop in a few days ago where I was like, you are so on the right path. Like there's just been all these really beautiful moments where I'm like, no, this is right. Like this is all really good you know and he's <laughs> i've just let the cat out of the bag he's coming on the podcast so he's going to come on the podcast and talk about um microdosing which is something he's really passionate about so it's it's just been it's just been so eye opening and i think for anyone that's listening to this that's listened to my whole journey all year you know i started the podcast back with Becky in january and You know the person that recorded the first episode versus the person that's now talking at the end of the year is a really different person um and I want that to be empowering for other people right like your work is so it's so intimate but it's so powerful right like I feel like it's um I don't know, like the core of our relationships and our own self worth and pleasure and all these things. Like these are the most intimate parts of ourselves, and all the other stuff that we do, like the houses and the driving and the children and all the—they're just the things, right? But ultimately, we're just a soul, and it is very spiritual. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I do feel like that's the lesson, you know. I feel, I do feel like that's giving
1: people permission, like you're giving them permission to be okay with changing like it's okay to, to change. change it's okay to shift. it's okay to follow what feels good yes. and right at the time and then go oh okay like for you for like if you followed it and you know you did kiss this person or you kissed another penis owner and then it didn't feel so good okay well that's that kind exactly. of exactly I don't, I don't have to be stuck on that i did the wrong thing now i'm not queer Da, 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 da. that's just you following what felt good and, you know, consent, consensually, obviously, but you following what feel- feels good. And it doesn't have to be wrong. Like I was talking to someone about divorce the other day mm. and I was like, we really like demonize divorce in our society, mm-hmm. as being a failed relationship. And I know me like you and I have talked about this before as well. It's like, it's not a failed Mm-mm. relationship. It's actually a really brave choice that you've both made to be like, this isn't serving us. So we're going to just leave it there. Yep. Um, and you know, I really struggled with that when I, um, separated from my husband last year, Mm. because our identity as a couple was like, we were in business. Yeah. Like we coached couples. Exactly. I was like, what's this mean? What does this mean about me? Because I, I guess I was the one that really, um, moved for that separation. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a girlfriend we stayed together and we are together now so you know I was like what are people going to think about me totally because obviously it's going to get painted in a certain way and you know out there that was huge and and, and looking
0: looking back at that now because if we think back that was like that was you were deep in that when we first talked like yeah. is that something now that you're just comfortable with like did you overstress and how quickly did you kind of get past that
1: Publicly sat on it for at least a month, and I got really sick. Mm. So when I decided to separate from him, I was sick, sick for a whole month. Um, and then when we kind of moved forward with that the separation, then I sat on it for a little bit longer. And then I was like, you know what? I just have to own this. This this is the choice that felt right for me mm. and um, the relationship, and I just have to own it. So yeah we, we like, were like pretty underwrapped for a little while yeah then now i'm like i i'm i'm you know i i own that it was the right thing to do totally it was the right thing for me and if i didn't do that or i shamed myself for doing that that's you know that's not going to serve me it's not going to serve him or the relationships so, mm. yeah i think sometimes we really we we don't share or we feel like we suck or like <laughs> we have you know it's been a failure. Like totally. your your like queer journey is a failure because of yeah you're attracted to a man. like I am married it was a failure because totally it didn't work out. Like I wanted it to. Like I saw it working out. So we give ourselves such a hard time to yeah be these people in the world that like no one expects us to be. I know for me, my audience, my clients are obsessed when i share the truth and my totally. vulnerability and my story and i know yours are as well people relate to that
0: totally episode. no they do they do and, and this is why you know i sat on this for the last month and a bit and i always knew i would share it because for me when i share it i'm ready to talk about it and i talk and process i'm an extrovert that's kind of how my mind works i've got a juicy sex question for you okay so i've got a sexual question because one of the things that went through my mind with this was there was the connection yes i wanted to kiss the person yes they were a guy they were a penis owner but then i was like well could i have sex with a man right and i'm sure it would feel really strange i've only ever had sex with a woman and they were using a strap on like they were using it with me once and even that was very bizarre for me mainly because i hadn't been with a man in you know 20 years so i can remember them doing that and me thinking oh this is just fucking way too weird right and that wasn't for me i was more of the giver when using sex toys so that's kind of been my only experience but as someone like i know you've had both a boyfriend and a girlfriend sexually Do you just naturally flow from one to the other and are you just aroused the same or is there like, are you connecting with a guy that like my, my experience with women is that it is more sensual and soft and those types of things. But now I'm like, well, I think with a guy, it could be that as well, but that wasn't my perception. But what's your experience when flowing from one to another? Mm, I love this question. so, I
1: didn't sleep with men for a good, uh, probably eight years. Yeah, right. We married to a woman and we were monogamous. So, uh, after that, when I first slept with a penis owner again, <laughs> I was A, incredibly tight. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> it, and because we weren't having penetrative uh, sex with yep. woman either. So, um, I was incredibly. Tight. Yeah, and, totally. Um, the bigger penis owner, like, it did, it, it couldn't fit in. Um, yeah. However, once I, for for one of the better word,
0: got back on like, the bike, the
1: horse, you know, <laughs> <laughs> ride right a horse, back on again. So, um really like easily flow from men to women like i've had orgies with men and women in the same group and fucked men and then women like yeah next to each other in the same kind of sphere. so i find it really easy and that's i I always say like i'm very bisexual
0: Mm. i'm
1: very yeah that makes sense to men and i'm very very attracted to women so Mm. i think for me the sex flows pretty easily i personally i am quite submissive in the bedroom so Mm. i do find with men that's an easier dynamic to kind of play out that makes sense what the best thing about being with kind of men and women at the same time is you're kind of getting this really yeah like sensual connected slow i mean it can also be rough and all the things of course yeah with with women you know it's it's a little bit more um connected mm. and then with men it's kind of like a bit more can be a little bit more rough a little bit more yeah. kind of that that dominant you know, dynamic that I also like so mm. I kind of love it because I kind of get the best of both worlds yeah it makes sense playing with both so yeah I find it personally find it really easy and I mean fucking men is also really easy like you just lay there
0: you know yeah no i get it i get it It, no i get it right well it was just i mean i when i first started the podcast back in january that was when i embarked on my first threesome and i was adamant at the time it had to be two lesbians it had to be two lesbians it had to be two lesbians and i didn't i mean it, it was an okay experience but now i'm looking back at that and in typical nikki form i was like oh that didn't work i'm never doing it again whereas now i'm like that would have been better if one of them was a man right and I was so black and white about no that couldn't happen whereas if I had the right in the right scenario in the right environment with the right whether they were a couple or not now I'm kind of like I would be open to that now which I think could be a really nice way for me to kind of express or kind of explore this a little bit further right because I you know I don't know what I would have done if he had have kissed me. I think I would have kissed him. I know I would have kissed him back, but I don't know what that would have been. And I also at the time was very in my, I'm not having a relationship this year. Like I'm just the queen of fucking making these statements, right? And I, I, I annoy myself about it. But lo and behold here i am i'm not having a relationship and then for the next three days i'm like analyzing text messages going do i wonder if he meant anything by that da, 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 da. and then i was like you just need to have the conversation because this is an emotionally intelligent spiritual man that gets it right <laughs> so i did that and now we laugh about it um i i had to go and i had to go and do a program the other day and it was for men like a, a work thing and I was telling him about it and he said to me, "Oh, so you're going to shag all these guys when you get there tomorrow?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, no. I wasn't going to." But then when I went and did it, I was like, there was two really attractive men. And you know, I hate sort of saying this, I reference it all the time, but it's like, you know, you buy a car in a color and then you see them, right? And now I feel like my eyes have just been extra widened to, you know, the whole world um and i think the the other big takeaway that i took was i call it like a cellular connection like the energetic connection for me is so important and it's the one thing that so far i haven't found with anyone i've dated and for me i know very immediately right like within seconds of us talking you know i was like Now, that doesn't mean that we're soulmates and I'm not throwing around words like that, but there was an energetic connection, right? And you kind of feel that when you're you're in touch with yourself and you've done a lot of work, you can feel it immediately, right? So I now know that I want that and I know that that's my priority. And again, I don't want to make a sweeping statement, but I'm probably not going to find that on a dating app on the Gold Coast at the moment. And that's okay right it's okay but i'm gonna keep putting myself into new scenarios and and through meeting him he then sent me i went off to a full moon boogie night which i've never done so it was all about embodying dance and you danced with your eyes closed and it was so fucking good again totally out of my comfort zone something i've never done before i didn't know anyone i didn't even really open my eyes the whole time but i was so connected to my body And I wouldn't have gone to that, right, because they weren't the type of people that I'd hung around. And so what I love about what you're creating with the collab club is the people that are in it are then going out, collabing and creating all these other connections. And the podcast for me has been that, right? Like I am friends with Kiki now. I went down to the Queer Day down at Lismore and that was just like fucking so eye-opening and so awesome. And I just think there's so much power in all of that but for everyone that's listening like if you get that inkling or that inner voice like fuck, if you shut it down and you don't explore it you only get one life right like i'm kind of like i didn't anticipate being where i am in my age right now but this is where i am and how exciting like someone said to me the other day it's a a very straight friend from my old straight world i say that because I don't know how else to say it right and i was i'd gone somewhere and they're like oh my god i just don't know how you do all this going out i'm like i don't go out like i'm lucky to go out four times five times a year how do you do it it's like well what else do i do like you know and even someone the other day, oh you share so much on social media yeah i'm sitting by myself on the couch at night so i don't have anyone to show the photos of how cute my fucking kid looked right yeah. and I'm comfortable enough to now go, yeah but I don't have anyone. <laughs> like, social media for me is, um my social media and having a puppy have been two really, really helpful things to help me move through my grief and be alone and be comfortable with it. And I don't think I would have sailed through it as, as well as I have if I didn't. So for anyone listening, um, and I work with clients and I'm sure you do as well, those little voices, those little moments, those niggles, those I'm going to bed and really I'm thinking don't fucking touch me and don't this like that shit festers and it doesn't fucking go away until we feel it we cannot heal it and I'm proud of myself for doing this podcast <laughs> and telling the world that I was open to a penis oh no thank you
1: for me to oh. that and to speak on it as well that's like so cool yeah, I think as well, like you're never too old, it's never too late. Like you're never too old to change your mind. It's never too late to act on that inner voice, to follow that inner voice. Like I'm almost 40, like I'm only just kind of holy, and thought I'd be with my husband probably for a very long time mm. and now I'm not and that's okay. And um I feel super whole and mm. really in alignment to the way I'm living and what I'm doing and um, uh, that may change, like I might change my, you know, change what feels good to me but right now, like this feels really good and I really love, love owning it, mm. but yeah, just follow that thing. You know, it's never, you're never too far gone. You never, I agree. you know, you're never stuck in that box. Yeah. Like, especially with sexuality. Like I know it can be hard if you're in a monogamous relationship to even like start to bring that up. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's important to yeah stay open and try try to let that little voice that intuition out because i don't know for you but i don't know for me like my life is so much better just being open oh, 100% liberated and doing what feels good for me and then if it stops feeling good not doing it anymore and not really you know hinging on other people's opinions or mm. thoughts about what i'm doing so
0: yeah no i agree i got one more thing i want to say on this just on that syndrome one of the common themes that i find particularly with people that either are in a marriage because it's a marriage as per it should be or they've got children or i'm just going to stay with this person until the kids get older or i can't this or and again these are all just core belief systems that have been pushed upon up pushed upon us and i'm working with a number of people at the moment and they're coming to me going this is a situation and within two minutes of speaking I know they know what they want to do right. Inheritantly we kind of usually always know it's just having someone to bounce off and give us the permission to kind of go oh okay right so maybe I'm really not in a happy relationship as an example or I would like to maybe open my relationship up and I'm not really satisfied sexually and I have been faking orgasms for however long it's been. You know, like these things, if you can just sit in the discomfort and the awkwardness of it, it only lasts for such a short moment. And then what's on the other side, which this is this enlightened, enlightened space that you and I are talking about. It is glorious here, everyone. Like it is, there is just so much power in being, comfortable enough in yourself to talk to people, partners, podcasts, friends, whoever, you know, whoever your expert is in that field. And if it doesn't work with the first one, then try the next one, right? It's like getting a coach. If it doesn't work, then you kind of got to go to another one. But I say to all my clients and everyone that's listening, you get to choose, right? And, you know, we just touched on it before, like you're never too old to learn like most of us are only halfway through our lives right and i love when i meet someone who's really young i'm trying to think of her name we both did a podcast with her she's a sexologist she's only in her early 20s um can't think of her name it's going to come to me in a minute she's amazing the orgasm the something orgasm podcast she's great as she's so young and the wisdom she's so young and the wisdom and the knowledge that she has I'm like what will she be doing when she's 40 right like she will be absolutely like such a fucking trailblazer for the world right and you know I've got him now 18 year old and you know I talked to him openly about sex just recently he's got a new girlfriend I'm like I hope you're pleasuring and then he's like mom and I was like no I don't give a fuck if you're uncomfortable I am saying this like I am having this conversation with you it's important you know and I know he's listening right whether he's uncomfortable or not he's listening because then one or two days later you know just recently this week oh I want to take her out for dinner and I'm like that's not something he's been doing whereas I'm like you can't just stay at each other's houses like where's the like women want more than that right like when are you meeting the parents and you know anyway i could keep talking about this forever but it's just everything's worth it right all your clients i'm sure say the same thing like you got your whole life to have pleasure like fuck, you want it to be good
1: yeah and it's just overcoming like so many clients i speak to and this is a constant source of what i coach on is like once you get out that hurdle of being uncomfortable and having uncomfortable mm. conversations like The the joy, the pleasure, the liberation, the expansion is on the other side of those challenging Mm -hmm. conversations. Just have to have them. Mm -hmm. I think having a conversation with your husband about actually now you're in love with your girlfriend. Like, do you think that that conversation was comfortable? Fuck no. no. However, if I didn't have it, I would be denying myself truth, and I would be denying the love I had for my girlfriend. And so many things
0: and it wouldn't have been fair to him either right this is this is the other thing like you know everyone wants to be loved unconditionally like and and even i'm thinking more sexually now but if i was with a partner and then found out that they and i struggle to say, like verbally what i want in the bedroom like that's something i personally struggle with and yet i i'm so such a straight shooter but i've got this whole thing that's a whole separate conference a separate podcast but i just After any level of uncomfortableness or anything that goes on in your life, there is always an expansion and an upgrade, right? Because that's life. It's just, it is a fucking roller coaster, And you just got to know, Bobby, who we've both worked with and is our friend, she openly always says 50%, 50% good. And it is, that's the reality, right? But if you can get your mindset to be running like, you know, as well as it can be, when it's 50% shit, You just hold on because you know it's coming right like i had a really tough few weeks because i was sick but i knew and i'm buzzing this week like i'm absolutely firing on all cylinders and then all these things are coming into my environment right all these things are coming into my my space because my energetics are back up there so it's worth it guys invest in yourselves invest in all of the things you know where to find me cindra's doing all the things right so how can people get in like you're offering so many great things at the moment but just give the listeners a bit of a a kind of overview because you don't have to be in a couple you can be single there's all sorts of things yeah so
1: i do have a couple's, a free couples communication uh training coming up so if you do want to have hard conversations awesome up, which are going to improve your sex life amongst many others and this things, is free
0: it's a free it's event free, it's free awesome So jump on my Instagram and just message me about that. Great. Uh, I have a libido. Oh, this is actually a top secret. Oh, it's top secret.
1: Top secret. I have a a new libido program for women, whether they're in a relationship or not. Amazing. Their libido because I get asked every single day. You would. I think there's something wrong with me. My libido doesn't work and I'm like just because you don't know how to turn it on mm. so it's going to be a program for people who want to feel more turned on more often yeah um a short kind of program that's and awesome lab club as we've spoken about one-on-one coaching couples coaching i have like so many things out that's awesome
0: oh that's so good thank you Sindra, for letting me yeah, have this conversation i feel very seen and safe and I welcome all the feedback and hold on, you'll say who knows what the fuck I'm going to be doing next week.
1: <laughs> next week, Nikki,
0: i the I know, right? I do hope the opportunity presents itself. Um, I don't have any plans this weekend. Well, it's really funny because I've got friends that are couples that over the years have been very much like, hmm, and I've always been like, meh, you got to sit in the corner and watch, but now I'm kind of like, hmm, maybe not. <laughs> you heard it here first apply within slide into my (laughs) d oh thanks everyone and make sure you tune in next week thanks cindra bye